everyone, and welcome to another episode of Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in rural middle America. I am your co-host, Deb Barnett, also the executive director for Southern Illinois Now, where we focus on economic development in the 17 southernmost counties in Illinois and advance our region as a great place to live, work, and very appropriate to this podcast, a really great place to do business. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer Olson, Director of Business Development for the City of Marion. And we're here broadcasting from Ethos at the Citadel. Ethos, if you don't know, is a co-working space, incubator space, and we offer a variety of training uh, to help businesses get started, grow, and find success. And one thing we would be remiss if we didn't thank our sponsors. Um, We're well over 75 episodes and on our way to 100. And the people who've been with us really from the beginning include Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and our producer, Union Street Arts. We have great sponsors, and you can enjoy the Small Town Big Business podcast on your favorite platform. Uh, Just subscribe while you're there, and also, if you would like to join us on our YouTube channel, just search Small Town Big Business, and of course, subscribe for free so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And in today's episode, it's a very special conversation because we're going to be looking back at 2023 and all of our favorite things right here with my friend and colleague, Jennifer Olson, and just some amazing things that have been happening right here in Marion and throughout Southern Illinois. I had a like little bit of an emotional moment Thanksgiving week, which is really not how I'm wired, but I had to go up to the mayor and his chief of staff, Cody, who were part of my initial interview and just thank them profusely for the opportunity to be on their team at such a fantastic, pivotal renaissance time for Marion and for Southern mm-hmm. Illinois. And really why it hit me in my things I want to be thankful for is because I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm getting to use all of my gifts, all my time, treasure and talent. And it's super special because I think I'm a weird combo of left brain, right brain, and I get to do the business stuff, but I get to be creative also. I don't know. I just feel super blessed about it and super thankful. And um, I hope this is the job I retire from. (laughs) So... So I will just follow what you said. I've said often 2023 is just the year that keeps on giving. And whenever this airs, that'll be past tense. It was the year that kept on giving. And I think 2024 and beyond will continue to build on that, certainly in Marion and as you mentioned, throughout Southern Illinois. But like you, I feel incredibly blessed to just to get to, to do the work that you and I do every day. And the work with Southern Illinois now, of course, you were very instrumental in creating what that became and also connecting me to this very work. So I just want to thank you, first of all, for that. And then, you know, so many times I sit at my desk and or out and about in the region, 17 counties, so we're on the road all the time. But I sit and think, this feels like what I was born to do. And it doesn't matter the challenges, you know, every day. There, gosh, I'm certainly learning things every single day and will continue to. But for whatever reason, as just a small town girl from Union County, I've always had a heart for Southern Illinois and for this region. And so for 
this opportunity to come at this point in my life has just been an incredible blessing. And so, again, thank you to you and so many who really laid the foundation for this. And um, it's a really special time. It's a special time, certainly right here in Marion, but we see that all throughout Southern Illinois. And that'll be a part of some of our favorite things. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about rising tides and how they lift all boats. And I've said over the years that they lift seaworthy boats and that we have mm-hmm. to do the things to get our boats ready for when the yeah. tide comes. But what I see this year, looking back at 2023, is everyone has their oars in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're rowing the same direction. I feel like for so many, I could go back 10 years and I could tell you case after case where somebody was an utter, not a, uh, not a utter, a rudder. They were a, a rudder, rudder yes. and they were trying to throw us off course or they were using a different map mm-hmm. or otherwise they were just not in sync. And now I just look at our area and it's evidenced every day when we talk about who do we know who can do this or who do we know that has a resource for that and they come they bring their oar and they say i know somebody who knows mm-hmm. somebody who knows somebody and you're so good at that <laughs> i've always said you're the master connector and you're so good at that well it's a favorite thing yeah so speaking of favorite things yes um i mean certainly i'll start with the people piece mm-hmm. you know there's there's great things that happen and uh, in almost every case, it takes the people behind. But I will say one thing that's been really cool this year is um, we just literally used the philosophy of put it on the calendar and make it happen for mm-hmm. a third Thursday uh, themed event here in Marion, which, you know, a lot of communities have their own version of Midnight Madness or Super Saturday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, we asked our uh, merchants, restaurants, et cetera, you know, consider staying open late, eight o'clock if you can, and um, run a special or have different entertainment or do something um, to draw people to our town on this night once mm-hmm. a month. And also, um, you know, if, if at all possible, promote it out to your list because everybody has their own audience, mm-hmm. right? And they did it like they did it in spades like the specials came people hosted music people had Mm -hmm. events and what it does is you know so many times when you're in a small town you don't necessarily offer the opportunity for people to do business with you because they're working until five Mm -hmm. and our our market is 45 up to 45 or 60 miles from here but if you stay open past five plus some drive time you Mm -hmm. have a chance to capture some of that traffic the people part that came along that i just cannot even say enough good things about um really started with a seed through an event called reversing the exodus that um university of illinois extension helped us with a young people panel asking you know knowing my administration in our city hall does not want anecdotal information we want fact-based decision making And knowing that government moves slow, and especially, heaven forbid, if there's grant dollars involved, it's not going to (laughs) happen. True. We have to work for the next generation to want to stay here, be here, move here. And so out of that spawned this awesome volunteer group, Marion Connects. And so they had 
talked about different events of their own, putting on all, and I think they will still do a lot of a la carte, but we kind of challenged them. And they're not an arm of the city. We don't heavy hand them. We don't put rules on them as much as we can. Yeah, we try to support them with resources and get out of their way, basically. And we asked them, would you consider off doing some free family fun um, during Third Thursday? And boy, did they bring it. I mean, they've had Urban Cowboy. They've had Fiesta. They've had uh, Friday Night Lights. I mean, you name Every month they've had a themed event that was primarily free, very welcoming to families. And they've had everything from... 250 maybe 300 people to the urban cowboy night when they had almost 800 people line dance on the square Mm -hmm. and i think the the key is they're not a they're not a city-based um committee and we just try to get out of their way sure so my hat's off if i could and the mayor has his uh like distinguished volunteer you know role that he nominates at chamber dinner but if mm-hmm. i'm nominating i applaud everybody who ever did anything to manage organize or volunteer at marion connects it's been so successful and just such a, such a great testimony to other communities that are looking to build up their community and it really does take a group of passionate people being empowered to do what they they love to do. So I will build on that as you were talking. I was thinking, gosh, people, it, one of my favorite things about this, this area, and we hear that all the time, you know, what do you love about Southern Illinois? It's the people. We hear that all the time. So as we've traveled around to communities throughout the region, we see that over and over. And so I'm going to combine people with just their passion and what we're seeing in a lot of downtowns, like what you're seeing here in Marion. Um, It doesn't matter where we go, there's a small business owner that I say, how did you get your start? And it really many times stemmed from just, I just had a passion for my community and this coffee shop or this whatever their business is was missing. And so that was the catalyst that drove them to start that business. So we've done a couple episodes on small town big business, one with um, Jamie Green and Brooke Guthman over in Murfreesboro. Similar story. Um, If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that story because it's really powerful. You know, and I hear Jamie talk a lot about, you know, growing up in this wonderful small town of Murfreesboro and then she moved away for a while. And when she came back, she didn't recognize her community. And so instead of complaining about it or instead of, um, you know, moving away, she said, we want to do something about this. And that is happening over and over and over. So if you hear their story, they bought a couple of buildings, they renovated those, there are businesses in there. And now every time you turn around, there's a new business opening in Murfreesboro. And so we see that no matter where we go, we see that kind of just human spirit of loving their community and building it up like I I really haven't seen in a long time. I think what's magic about Murfreesboro, and I mean, there's there's examples in New Coin, there's Mm -hmm. examples in Anna Jonesboro, Metropolis, you name it, certainly here in Marion is... um, we've kind of got past lipstick and rouge. Mm-hmm. We, we have come to a place to understand that a business is not going to be successful with a leaky roof and mold and an inadequate HVAC or front windows. And I feel like as expensive as it is, and boy, is it expensive, 
the people that are buying and restoring, and it is restoring these buildings. It mm-hmm. might not be historical restoration, but they are making these buildings the kind of buildings that are going to house and incubate businesses for another 100, and it's 120 not easy. years. It's, it's hard, hard work. <laughs> and yeah. most of the folks that are doing it are not from construction and engineering mm-hmm. backgrounds. And so the fact that they're taking on these projects that, you know, they're their friends, family, loved ones are saying, are you crazy? Demo it and Uh make a parking lot is amazing. And I would just say the other thing that I see that's, again, back to the people power, the people who are doing buildings are really, they're they're willing to wait for the right tenant that has the potential to be a long-term success. And they're willing to help coach For whatever, you know, maybe that person who's great at, you know, making a product or great at offering a service, maybe they're not good at billing. Maybe they're not good at pricing. Maybe they're not good at hiring the right people. But the people who have built the wealth to redo these buildings have done that on success of their primary business, which is not restoration, and they're Mm -hmm. sharing. And I see all the time with... Um, knowledge shares that happen here at Ethos Mm -hmm. with knowledge shares that happen through chamber on the street, um, collabs. I love all these collaborations where businesses are working with new. I feel like we've come out of a dark period of people hoarding their industry secrets and we're in a light period where Mm -hmm. people know they can grow together side by side with their arms linked. So true. And so the next thing, one of my favorite things, and again, it, it kind of deals with people too, is just vision. So seeing um, in 2023, that spirit of collaboration and vision that I think we also haven't seen in a very long time. Um, again, no matter where we go, we sit down with some of the bigger communities or the very, very smallest communities where maybe the mayor is, um you know, has a full-time job and, and he's just trying to keep things moving. But no matter where we go, I hear the same thing. And it's, we have a vision for our community. It's very rare that we go into a community and they don't have a vision. Some of the smaller communities, what we hear next then is, but we just don't know what to do next. And so we can help them with that. We can all, as you said, collectively help them with that. So that's been one of my favorite things too, is just seeing this um, this renewed spirit of collaboration that you mentioned, but also a vision to move things forward. And I'll share a quick story. Um, this has probably been five or six years ago. I was driving to work in Carbondale. I worked at the university at the time and I was listening to some music and it was actually a Christian radio station and the song was God of the City. But there's a verse in there and it sticks with me. It says, greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. And that was like this amazing moment of it. It wasn't necessarily about the city of Carbondale specifically, although I think that still applies, it was about our area. And this was five or six years ago, and I see that happening now. Like greater things are yet to come and greater things are still to be done. And as you mentioned, there are people stepping up all over that are doing those things. And you know, like one of the home runs, it's based in Marion, but it's certainly a regional home run Mm -hmm. is the passing of the Star Bonds um, project, number one. and. 
you know, historic for sure, (laughs) historic for sure. Um, but even this latest, um, iteration, if you will, was three years in the making Mm -hmm. and it was hard and it, it involved people from, um, internal revenue and people that you have no say or control. Um, what's different now than when Starbond legislation went in 13 years ago is we now are not waiting for Bass Pro or Wolf Lodge or whoever to come save us. Now, will they follow when they see our mm-hmm. success? I hope so. We're mm-hmm. certainly seeing it with national brands like Chick-fil-A, Olive Garden, et cetera. They see our success and they want to be here. But the big, big, big project leads on Star Bonds is Rodney Cabanis, Shad Zimbro, mm-hmm. and their partners that are kind of out of the family of uh, Black Diamond, Harley, and RV. And I think there's something different about not waiting for others to come recognize that for in our case, our census numbers don't show that we should have any of this or that any of this should be successful. Mm-hmm. But we have people who have made success here when they were told they couldn't that are now reinvesting. So whether it's a, a small, you know, 600 square foot building or whether it's this massive reinvention of our mall, mm-hmm. it is local people saving ourselves, not mm-hmm. waiting for the white horse. That's, yeah, that's powerful. And I, I had the star bond on my list too, is just one of my, my favorite things because it is by definition going to be transformational not just for the city of Marion, but for our entire region. I don't think we're going to even recognize um, this area five years from now in a, in a very good way, right? Absolutely. I mean, the whole thing, it is designed as destination retail, experiential retail to draw people from 70 miles or more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the other things that's happened this year, which I don't think people appreciate the Contour Airlines yes. behind the scenes work and how collaborative. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it's everyone knows that cities like Carbonell, Marion haven't always gotten along or have gotten along on a superficial level, but mm-hmm. not maybe in action. And the fact that all of these folks all along 13 corridor, all up and down 57 corridor, but specifically small towns that are really competitors their staffs work together to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, was the loss of Cape Air, you know, it's a disappointment for a lot of people that might like to get to St. Louis or Nashville as a launching point, but it does not outweigh the fact that if we want to be in the international scene or the national scene, we need to connect into O'Hare in Chicago. And we need to be able to bring site selectors here in the most direct and easy path Mm -hmm. that we possibly can. We have uh, some of our largest employers like Ison that have Mm -hmm. partners that are out of the country coming in from Japan. We have had um, people come look at reinvigorating factories from Belgium. These are things that we need that contour flight for. In the first four months, which I know is not long, and I know we're talking bigger planes. I understand all the asterisks on this situation, but we have had a thousand more flights in and out of Marion on Contour versus Cape That's Air. That's incredible. And what's really staggering is, and I, I believe me, I can't figure this out mentally because I typically am buying a round <laughs> trip ticket unless I'm driving and flying. But anyways, but we've had about 600 of those are inbound from Chicago mm-hmm. and about 400 of those are outbound. Yeah. 
Paired with Contour is another grant program through DCO and Tourism that is all marketing into Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we're not just putting it out there and saying, oh, we built it, now come on down. We are actively showing people the Shawnee Forest Mm -hmm. and SIU and all of these things, and that's a three-year commitment. So it's not one and done. It's not a shotgun hope it gets somebody. We are consistently in the Chicago market telling people what is less than an hour away from them, and that is God's country, honestly. And never before, never before have we been able to get to Chicago or them to us um, in one hour. It's always been a five, six-hour drive, train ride, whatever that might be. And so it really is changing how the state is connected and the best, some of the best parts of the state, you know, major city. And as you said, God's country, some of the most beautiful area um, that there is. And so that ties into, again, one of my favorite things, which is tourism. And what happened during the pandemic really sort of benefited Southern Illinois in a lot of ways, because people were looking to get out in wide open spaces and, and many of them chose this area to come to whether it was an Airbnb, whatever that might be, going out, you know, hiking or to the lakes or whatever. And it really was sort of a new discovery for a lot of people. So I mentioned this on the podcast episode with Brian Croft from Touch of Nature, but some of the statistics, so Southern Illinois' outdoor tourism jumped 12%. It was a $100 million increase from 2021 to 2022. So $856 million in tourism in Southern Illinois, that is incredible. And I think that will just continue to grow. And we have so much opportunity, certainly with the development uh, that you mentioned. So that's just kind of been one of my favorite things too, is seeing other people discover what we have here. Things that I've probably taken for granted because I've lived here my whole life and this is just what we know. We don't see it really as anything special sometimes, but it really is special. It really is. You know, we talk about taking a weekend to live like a tourist. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all good at it when we have guests and visitors of taking them hiking and to our favorite restaurant. But we really need to do that at least once a month, if not Mm -hmm. more often, just so that you have the firsthand experience to really sell it. Yeah. So we talk tourism, we talk downtowns, all of this collaboration vision. Um, I do want to mention, again, one of my favorite things. We talk about big business in small town, and there is some big business happening. So I almost didn't write down a list, but there are seven projects that I'll mention, and these total up to $700 million. So Oasis Outdoors Mm -hmm. that you mentioned, Walker's Bluff, Casino and Resort. We have a casino and resort, a beautiful resort right here in Southern Illinois. Amazing hotel, spa, conference and event center. Um, that's going to be amazing. Um, Prismian Group, which is uh, used to be General Cable and DuCoin, long-time business, been there forever, chose Southern Illinois as their area to expand. They could have chosen any location around the country, around the world, and they chose Southern Illinois because of our workforce, because of the people, as we mentioned earlier, that are there. 
Manor Polymers in Mount Vernon, our friend Tony Aridi, who got a big win um, with that company, again, choosing Southern Illinois. Those were words that they said. They chose Southern Illinois and really putting Southern Illinois on the map in many ways. You know, so many times um, some of these state programs and incentives um, have gone to some other places in, in the state, and we're really seeing those projects come to this area now. Um, Ison certainly right here, um, their huge expansion. And then the last one I'll mention that I think a lot of folks forget about is our port districts. So we are surrounded by the Mississippi and Ohio rivers, only place in the country where that is happening and where the confluence of those two happen. And Kaskaskia Regional Port District is growing by leaps and bounds. Shawnee Town Port District just received some funding for their revitalization plan. And I really see those ports, our inland ports, being very key to our economic future in this region. So it'll be interesting to watch those projects and see how they they evolve. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned ISIN, which is our largest employer, mm-hmm. putting payroll out to over 60 zip codes in our region. And the, them building their own distribution, I mean, you talked about COVID. You know, mm-hmm. this is a way to control supply chain, yes. house your own materials, add 50 jobs, nearly 500,000 square feet mm-hmm. of distribution out there. You have FedEx locating here at the intersection um, of Marion. You have um, finally I-57 logistics is practically full again um, mm-hmm. with ReaderLink taking 700,000 square feet of their million square feet. So there's a lot of things happening. And so obviously workforce is a big hot topic. Yes. And, you know, we want to draw people from into our area, from other areas to settle here and put their kids in school here, spend their money here, all those good things. But we also want to make sure that we're taking care of our residents who are mm-hmm. already here. And, you know, sometimes we hear, oh, they're not willing to work or, you know, these old sad songs. But honestly, some of them have some really serious barriers. And so I think you'll see some work done in our area on not just child care, but really all care because we have people who are not just caring for youngs, but we have people who are caring for elders. Yes. Um, on the area of tra- transportation here in Marion, we were able to add a fixed route bus service with our partners through Rides Mass Transit, which helps with getting people to work, getting people to access to food at reasonable prices, and gets people to health care, which is super important. And um, they are averaging 260 users a day. That's incredible. Um, so their numbers are staggering, honestly, and we're looking to add additional routes, which has always been the plan, but it's they, they're having challenges mm-hmm. finding bus drivers. So yes. there you go. Um, so doing those pieces, um, Marion is actually considered fully served on the broadband front. We're mm. technically a gig city, given all the providers that we have. But I'm seeing a lot of smaller communities really working hard on um, good, affordable broadband, Mm -hmm. which allows people in our rural areas to take some of this remote work that can be very lucrative. And so we may not see them running 13 or 57, but they're working good jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of 
just really positive things happening in that infrastructure. And, you know, if we can work towards this all care child care piece, that'll be the next big beast. But there's already so much movement in the right direction. Absolutely. So many things we could brag about. I know. It's incredible. It's It's been a great year. It is a great time. Absolutely a great time. Anything else you want to add? Well, I just have to add one more thing about a great time. Yes. And that is, um, you know, here in Marion, uh, we have the cultural center, civic center operating under a new model of show booking, more Mm -hmm. robust shows. Um, We have Market Street Hall and the conservatory training young people in music and art and putting on recitals. The pavilion has brought some great things. Certainly seeing uh, Marion Stadium being brought back to life Mm -hmm. through the Oasis group. So there's a lot of things happening as far as combating that there's nothing to do here. And that impacts our local residents, certainly, you know, instead of driving two hours to a metro area or crossing a river and leaving their entertainment dollars elsewhere, it also contributes to our draw and mm-hmm. quality of life. Yes. Because nobody wants to bring their business and their key employees to a place they're not going to like. Right. And it's not just like, oh, you're bringing, you know, the CFO person from Town X, but they're bringing a family and their family has to like it. So you've got to have things to do, great mm-hmm. parks, great schools. And I think Southern Illinois is coming so far. I mean, I'm just amazed. At the, you know, if you just looked on any event page, the, the festivals are getting more mm-hmm. robust, the shows that are getting booked. I mean, you mentioned Walker's Bluff. Dang, they are bringing some great Incredible. artists. Yeah. Great artists. So good. Um, so all those things matter. All those things contribute to the economy, but all those things contribute to the experience of living here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. We hear, uh, you know, we mentioned Rodney Kavnis and all the great work that, that he and his team are doing. And I hear him over and over say, if you can just get them here to experience it, they're sold. Over and over and over, he talks about people who come and, and this is not what they expected. You know, and so whether it's a business, a, res- a new resident, someone just visiting, I think people are really pleasantly surprised uh, when they find themselves in Southern Illinois. Luke and I were talking earlier about so many times I ask people, how did you end up here? And sometimes people say, I just literally like put put a dot on a map and, and I ended up here and they fall in love with it and it just becomes home. So. Well, speaking of getting them here, just, I guess, one last thought for me and I'll try to, to let us go for the day. But, um, to borrow a saying from my peer and partner, Steve Mitchell, who mm-hmm. basically has the same job as me for the city of Carbondale and economic development, he uses the phrase celestial lottery when he talks about the eclipse and the fact that oh. we've had the 2017 eclipse yes. and now we're having one again this April of 2024. Yes. And it is just an awesome opportunity to invite people here. It's almost double the totality of darkness that we had last time. And so, you know, in addition to, Lord, I mean, I hope we fill every hotel, every Airbnb, you know, that our restaurants, wineries, I hope all those places do well. But consider opening your home. Who's that college buddy you haven't reached out to? Or who's that family member Hmm. who keeps saying, we're going to come next year? Well, Put it on the calendar and bring yes. them. Yes. I mean, this is just 
I, I honestly didn't know what to expect in 2017. I thought maybe it was kind of hokey pokey or making too big of a deal, <laughs> but it is magical. Yes. And to share that with family and friends, especially maybe people you haven't seen in a while. I mean, what a great time to, to have that experience mm-hmm. together and make that memory. Yeah. And I won't get these numbers right, but, um, for the totality to happen right here in our area, not just once, but twice within a seven-year period, I, I don't know the numbers, but it's it's astronomical, like what that occurrence, you know, the probability of that occurring. So it really is very, very special. And just a time, so folks, if they didn't know about the eclipse, April 8th, I'm not sure when this will actually air, but if you're hearing it before April 8th, 2024, make some plans to come Absolutely. and check it out. You got your invitation. There you go. <laughs> it is an absolute pleasure. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you for just being you for all the great work that you do and the city does. And um, just appreciate being your friend and your colleague and so many great things to come. I appreciate you, especially the, I think you have some like sixth sense about when people need a phone call. And sometimes you <laughs> catch me on the way to work the day that I need boosted up. So I appreciate your friendship and everything that you do to really, you're the, you're just a fantastic salesperson for mm-hmm. our whole region. And I love that you're getting out and meeting these businesses. You know, there's so many things that are, are products that are made here that people have no idea that are, are exported all over the place. So I love that. And so I will just say one of my favorite things is having had the opportunity to do this podcast yeah i mean and and the people we get to talk to and their stories and their i don't know how you don't walk away inspired absolutely well said so thank you all for tuning in and please keep listening you're always welcome to go back and refresh but know that so many good things are coming for 2024 and we want you to be a part of that ride